0: Welcome to the collective voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Hello, and welcome to a special sponsored edition of the collective voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Ray Jepson. Ray is chief commercial officer of Avenir Health. Avenir Health was founded by a consortium of top industry leaders on a mission to unlock the full potential of healthcare by improving transparency and enhancing interoperability. I'm your host, Matthew Albright. I am Chief Legislative Affairs Officer for Zealous Payments. Z-E-L-I-S, Zealous's mission is to enable providers to simplify and save on their payments and claims. I also serve as the Communication Committee Chair for WEDI. That's W-E-D-I. WEDI is a national membership organization where the HIT community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. And like I said, we are excited to have Ray Jepsen on our show today. Ray and I actually worked together at Zealous a few years back, where I often picked Ray's brain uh, for his insight into the business of doing healthcare. And I tried to learn from Ray's vast experience. Ray is now Chief Commercial Officer for Avenir Health, leading the launch of the network platform and its solutions. Now, throughout his career, Ray has focused on improving the administrative and payment efficiencies to create better outcomes and a positive customer experience. He's also led business line strategy and solution development for numerous organizations, including Zealous Healthcare, JP Morgan Chase, Care Payment, Change Healthcare, and Fifth Third Bank. Uh, Ray, welcome and so very glad to have you here on the Collective Voice.
1: Matthew, it's great to see you again, hear your voice, and I appreciate the uh, the
0: flattering introduction. I'm I'm excited to be here with you today excellent excellent and, and so speaking about the introduction in your background uh, as I remember you were at some point in the United States Coast Guard so how did a sailor from Connecticut get into healthcare
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I appreciate that it's uh it's a, a road with a lot of twists and turns in it like many of us have um, I would say when I got out of the service um, and ultimately found myself in the banking world focus on technology enabled working capital solutions and um Helped my parents navigate some pretty serious health events. Both of them uh, went through a battle with cancer that they ultimately lost. Um, My mom had a much different experience, um, had uh, first-class health insurance, was at a a world-renowned cancer care treatment center. My dad uh, did not have insurance and was at a safety net hospital. Um, and so that kind of lit a fire in me to, to kind of take what I was passionate about around technology-enabled working capital and see if I could bridge that gap to how does that apply in the healthcare space? How do you um, engage patients um, in a way that's meaningful to help them navigate their care journey for better outcomes, in a way that doesn't leave them in a financially um, poor position. So, I made the jump into healthcare revenue cycle and payments, and you you mentioned some of the companies that I've had the pleasure of working with, um, focused on healthcare payments and revenue cycle, and haven't looked back. Honestly, I, I now consider that to be. Um, frankly, uh, from a professional side of my life, um, w- what I intend to keep as my life's work. I hope to be a small part with Avenir Health in changing um, the way that U.S. healthcare operates and making a better system for everyone. So um, I've been very fortunate to have, as as I'm sure many of the folks who listen to this podcast, um, mentors that have been put in my path that, that have helped guide me through that and, and given me uh, opportunities for jobs that maybe on paper I didn't deserve, um, and so I'm I'm really privileged now, as you mentioned, to be the chief commercial officer at avenue Health, where I lead sales, marketing, and product.
0: Very good, and and you know we get we get a lot of healthcare leaders on this program, and so many of them got into healthcare because some kind of personal experience that they had with healthcare. So, and I, and I can see that in many places that like sparks a kind of passion uh, that you might not see in other industries to, to shape up the healthcare system, make it work better because of a, a past experience. So it's a, that's a beautiful story. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about Avenir Health uh, from its uh, beginnings until today.
1: Absolutely. So as I mentioned, part of my journey and, and the inflection point to me, for me personally, digging in the healthcare space was around a, a very, a very serious um, care episode for both of my parents. That was in my mom in uh, 06 and my dad in 08. And and at the time, I remember thinking, this is absurd trying to get copies of medical records from the basement on CD-ROM or paying per page to get these things. And and so the data silos that we were looking at in 06 and 08 and the lack of data fluidity in order to connect organizations to better manage outcomes um, was kind of the initial spark for me, as I mentioned, to, to get into the healthcare space. And, and you mentioned um, some of the top organizations that in 2019 came together under a consortium model to explore how can we come at this problem of interoperability differently than other people have, have in the past. So. For the listeners that are maybe less familiar with Avenir Health, that group of companies included Anthem, which is now Elevance, the Cleveland Clinic, CVS Aetna, HCSC, IBM Watson, which is now Merative, PNC Bank, and Centara Health. And they came together as a consortium and kind of put aside their individual views, their competitive aspirations, and said, how can we work together for a common goal of transforming and advancing healthcare?" And so in that was in 2019 and 2021, they actually created a standalone company, Avenir Health. So we um, unveiled the Avenir brand at HIMS uh, 2021. And that was an opportunity um, for us to introduce the community that our healthcare community to the aspirations of Avenir Health and our desire. Um, to knock down those data silos, to address the lack of uh, fluidity of data, to bring together patients and members across the distributed network and and really try to tear down those barriers that were obstructing the data uh, exchange that's necessary in order to guide you and I as patients in the healthcare community to the right outcome. So, um, in 2022, um, where we sit today, you know, we have uh, launched a decentralized network that healthcare organizations can connect to, to collaborate in a different and new and novel way. And I'm really excited about what that can do to optimize the healthcare delivery community and reduce barriers that stand between us as consumers and our consumption of healthcare.
0: Very good. Uh, You know, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about the story of your parents. Also, thank you for serving Finally, you, you mentioned a, a network. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what that Avenir network is. How, how does that work?
1: Absolutely. Um, so one of the, the things that we're going to hopefully get into a little bit today is that from day one, from the consortium until now, there's been a lot of focus on how we can create a decentralized, inclusive network for the entire health care community to, to join. So let's talk a little bit about how the network works. And, and what, what that means, right? And so the Avenir Network allows people to join the network, and we will unpack a little bit more of that as this conversation goes on, but join the network and facilitate peer-to-peer data exchange with no aggregation of that data in order to collaborate um, in a new and different way, in order to create new joint processes across enterprise boundaries, and do that in a way that helps um, both organizations in a transaction um, do participate with full transparency and under a shared set of goals. So I'm I'm really excited about the Avenir network and what we're doing at Avenir every day to
0: bring that to life. Excellent. And, and if you could just... Um bring it down to our level a little bit, it, it, at the end of the day, if the Avenir network is successful in, in what yep. it wants to achieve, what does that mean for the end consumer? Or, or maybe what does that mean for the end provider? Um, what do you think, they, what the impact of to healthcare will it be?
1: Absolutely. So let me get into more detail around what it means to, to connect to the Avenir network. So connecting to the Avenir network establishes a private environment um, that is for an individual payer provider Entity that is fire enabled that in, that allows them to participate in this data exchange in um, in a fluid way, but we do so based on solutions that then those endpoints would would subscribe to. Solutions are technology offerings either Avenir or digital health company solutions that address specific use cases, and so once they've connected to the network they've subscribed to specific solutions, they then populate data that's necessary in order to participate in those solutions um, in what we call a data channel. And then once they're connected to other participants on the network, and they've subscribed to the same solution, and they have a reason to exchange data with a network participant, they do so in a permission, secure, and audible way. Right? So let's take an example of the first solution that Avenir Health is bringing to market later this year, which is a, is a solution designed around the concept of um, coverage. Today, um, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example where someone in my family recently had to consume, um, consume some service in the healthcare space. And so we, we ultimately navigated to the provider that we wanted to use, verified that they were in network, did our own analysis of cost and quality, um, decided we were gonna make an appointment. At that point, they're trying to verify if we have coverage. Um, They're probably doing so with an EDI transaction set that that the Weedy community and the listeners of this podcast are very familiar with. At the point two weeks before my appointment, they're probably doing another eligibility transaction. They're hopefully, Calling me or engaging with me to set my expectations about what I'm going to have to pay ultimately when I show up with my child. Um, at the point we show up before we go behind the door to receive care, they're probably doing another eligibility transaction. At the point they're all of the, of the services have been documented, they're going to drop the claim, they're probably doing another eligibility transaction. A network like Avenir can change that business process and create symmetry of information. So throughout that entire um, episode from me scheduling all the way through completion of the financial responsibility, we can make that information symmetrically available between the health plan and the provider, exactly what my benefits look like, what I'm eligible for, that I'm in network, all of those details, right? So that's that's a very specific um, example of something that we're bringing to life this year. And I think for me resonates... Um, for me both personally, as, as a dad, and as I help my my kids and myself, my my wife navigate the healthcare space, but also just as, you know, and I think that's identifiable to anyone in the US healthcare system, right? That entire journey. So we, we're really focused on this year, launching the network, getting um, both our founding member groups and payers and providers connected to the network, and then enabling use cases on the network. And so, that coverage use case will be the first one that avenir brings to life this year
0: very good and and I s- saw a mention of a blockchain in in some of the language around avenir what's the what's the role of blockchain and in, in, blockchain in, in your network
1: absolutely and so <laughs> having been at Avenir for a year now and and engaged with um, I would say peers and friends in the industry or if I'm at a you know, the cliche cocktail party, one of the first things I always try to help people appreciate is that the word blockchain typically conjures up one of two images today, right? It either conjures up a cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin or a non-fungible token because we were all trying to figure out what are the use cases for non-fungible tokens that might be useful for us. We're, We're not doing anything with either of those two blockchain applications. What blockchain actually is really interesting is the the fundamental underlying technology of a distributed ledger, right? So Avenir is exploring using blockchain within our network and within our community for the things that it's actually really good at, (laughs) which is helping helping to enforce security policies to creating auditability of transactions and then a very specific um, blockchain term that many listeners may be familiar with the concept of smart contracts. We're exploring leveraging smart contracts to help address specific use cases in the healthcare space. And what we're finding is the beauty of a smart contract, not to get too far in the weed, but I know your, your audience is technical. The beauty of a smart contract is it creates this, at least for the healthcare industry, radical transparency around the business logic that is applied to a set of data to produce a certain outcome. And so we're we're wrestling with that, um, with um, our founding members and with other technology companies that aspire to deploy their solution on our network and how ready to be blunt the healthcare community is for that radical transparency. So we're using blockchain for um, security, auditability, and a um, distributed ledger technology infrastructure by which we can deploy smart contracts for specific use cases.
0: Very good. Very good. So, so what do you, what have you been working on lately? What's your, what's your current focus? So uh,
1: 2022 uh, at Avenue health is we have an internal rallying cry that we've started sharing with other people. It's the year of making it real for Avenir health. Um, I mentioned in, in my initial comments about the really amazing group of companies that came together in 2019, cast aside their egos and said, Hey, we, we have to do something differently. And so the, 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 team that the teams at the founding members that we work with every day have been, have been really excited and focused on this since 2019, but 2022 is the year that we're making it real. Um, later this year, we will have launched our, not only our production um, network and platform, but our first um, solution in the covered solution, which I detailed in, in that in that example earlier. So it, it's been a really exciting 2022. It's hard to believe August is almost in the rearview mirror, <laughs> um, but 2022 has been the year of making it real at Avenir, bringing the network, the platform, and the initial group of solutions to life. As we pivot towards 2023, we're going to be then um, opening up the community of solution developers for what we call our solution exchange. So some of our founding member companies have, have really um, great ideas and capabilities, software development capabilities and intend to deploy those on our network. And as we move into 2023, we'll be inviting external um, digital health companies to also look at deploying their solution to our network. And the beauty for them is that there's a lot of great companies with great ideas that run out of money because they're trying to integrate one at a time, right? To different network endpoints. And so when we execute on our network growth strategy, a digital health company can come and deploy their solution on our network in a one to many fashion, just like a payer can join our network and be connected to other payers and a whole group of providers as opposed to an individual connection to each of those. So I'm really excited about it. And, and you know I'm, I'd like to um, just describe that again, I'll use the cocktail party <laughs> analogy as the network effect, right? It's just a different type of network. So depending on who I'm speaking with, um, you know, they have a, a view on networks that might be Uber, that might be Amazon. And And so people I think really um, can understand and appreciate that if, if we can execute and have payers and providers in the future, there'll be a whole host of other um, of other companies and actors that will be on our network and and getting value from it. But 2022 is making it real. 2023 is growing the network and then uh, launching our solution exchange.
0: Very good. Uh, two things strike me of the story of Avenir, right. First of all, um, you introduced yourselves to the industry in, in 2021 at Hims, right? Uh, you introduced yourself during a pandemic. Uh, and then within a year, you're launching your first product. Within two years, you're you're expanding the network. Um, the second thing is the collaborative nature, not just in the founding of it, uh, but actually the end point is to be a very kind of collaborative network where many different uh, solutions are invited in. You want to touch us a little bit more on like how, how, how did how happen to your How did it work so well under pandemic conditions to to get Mm -hmm. things moving so quickly and maybe on the collaborative effort as well? I I would probably point to two things.
1: One is an incredible group of uh, business partners, I would call them, in the founding member group that had this vision that wanted to use their personal capital internally to get people bought into the idea, their personal capital externally with other entities in order to join that. Um, I would say that would be number one. And then I would also argue that um, we as a healthcare community realized um, because it was right front and center, right in front of our face, how fragmented and challenging data exchange is in the healthcare space, right? And that's both clinical and administrative um, information exchange. And so I, I think not only did we have an incredible group of individual people within the organizations that had the the passion to um, bring everyone together to start it, but timing is also important as well. Right. And so I I think coming out of the pandemic, people are very aware of the challenges of data exchange and what that means from both a clinical and administrative uh, set of use cases. And so I I feel that's overall, um, you know, X number of years from now, when we look back on the things that made Avenir successful, to your point, I think those will be two of the two of the pillars.
0: Very good, very good. And uh, you know, you touched on the problem being right in front of us. So, what are your thoughts on interoperability more generally and in, in digitizing that back office? Yeah, the when the
1: term interoperability in, in healthcare space, and in, and I'll use the a, a large sample size from trying to talk about um my role at avenir to my friends and and peers in in, in the in the net, in the space the term interoperability typically conjures up something related to clinical interoperability um and and so we're trying to make it broader than that frankly right and so if you if you look at um, the mindset shift that I believe is has started to really kind of overflow coming out of the pandemic, it's really about payers, providers, you and i as patients, financial institutions, the whole community saying okay we used to look at each one of these use cases or data exchanges as is it a competitive differentiator is it is it information that that we want to if we want to kind of keep guarded within our our walls or is there an opportunity for us to change our mindset and view ourselves as a community with a set of common goals right and so that kind of ties into what I mentioned earlier around this, the goals of the Avenir Network are to help people transform through collaboration, right? And and reimagine historical point-to-point exchanges in a new workflows, new joint processes that are brought together in a new and transparent way that allow them to accomplish shared goals, right? So I think when I when I think about the Avenir network and the term interoperability, the first thing I always try to do is take a step back and say we, we view it a little bit more broadly, right? Not just clinical interoperability, but administrative interoperability. Um, and that we view it as instead of just focusing on how do I get this bite of data from point A to point B, how can I reimagine that entire process, come together and collaborate on a different and new way to solve this problem. And if we do it well, it, in, it increases, it improves patient outcomes, it reduces bad debt, it reduces cost, it reduces physician burnout. Like there's a lot of, of opportunity, depending on the use case, um, as you reimagine these processes, to get a really broad value set out of these solutions.
0: I like the redefining of interoperability. I think I think you're right. Everybody goes to the clinical sense. I think the unicorn um, or the golden chalice or whatever it is in healthcare is that combination of administrative and clinical data together and think about interoperability that way. But you've brought it to a whole different level. So what do you see as the gaps in interoperability today? Certainly, certainly we, we're kind of narrowly focused on clinical, but more broadly, what do you think are the gaps?
1: Yeah, I think... If I look at other vendors that are out there that are, are using the word interoperability, and, and I'm just I'm kind of in my mind's eye going back to HIMS 2022 and kind of walking through the Orange County Convention Center and and seeing terms like interoperability flashed all, all over the place on on everyone's message. Right. And so I, I think one of the one of the things that I would point out around interoperability is um not only is it typically today point to point, but there's typically an aspect of the interoperability that involves data aggregation. We're coming at it from a different perspective. I mentioned before that, that when someone joins the network, they subscribe to a solution, they have data in their fire server um, that, that um, allows them to participate in that solution. We call that a data channel. And then when they have a transaction between themselves and a trading partner, it's peer to peer data exchange. The, the data actually doesn't isn't ever stored anywhere on the Avenir network, right? So that that we feel, um, not only is it not stored in the Avenir network, but we're leveraging the blockchain infrastructure that I mentioned before as an immutable audit trail of where that data goes and when and to whom. So we feel like there's some things about the historical view of interoperability, even before we... talk about getting out of clinical to also administrative the way that you facilitate that data exchange um is fundamentally different within the avenir environment and um we're really excited about you know growing this network um and the types of use cases that can be brought to life here and ultimately if we do it you know i mentioned reduce cost improve outcomes um reduce physician burnout i i have some friends that are physicians here that are in town some friends that are nurses here in town and, you know, you get together with them and they are exhausted. And I saw a statistic today that I think, you know, the, the average physician visit is 18 minutes and 16 minutes of that is related to clinical documentation, making sure that they get what they need for prior auth for the next visit. All of those things uh, is kind of like a, I'll call it maybe a sneaky opportunity <laughs> for fluid data exchange, right? So that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about what it is that Avenir is trying to accomplish.
0: Very good. Almost sounds like, you know, if you use your uh, earlier uh, metaphor of, you know, networks that we think about, like Facebook or LinkedIn or something, same idea. Uh, There's a lot different uh, having a network than having to pick up a phone call and call one person at a time to communicate certain information, right? Let's get away from the point A to point B. Um, I'm going to leave you with uh, a few last words. Anything else you want to talk about or address about Avenir? I'd I'd just like to invite
1: people to our website, avenirhealth.com. We also, where we have a a blog regularly uh, posting content that we believe will be useful for the industry. Um, Also invite you as Avenir makes it real in 2022 to consider joining and participating in the Avenir network, both as a network endpoint um, but also as a solution innovator, we're really excited about that aspect of the Avenir network. Um, we're also on LinkedIn and Twitter, Avenue Health. and so um, we 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 are trying to um, engage the industry and the community. so I would appreciate it if you check that out. Um, drop us a line and then, like I said, consider joining the Avenir network as we bring this to life.
0: Well, thank you, Ray. I've enjoyed this uh, discussion. I've uh, very much enjoyed uh, hearing much more about Avenir and what you've been up to lately. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Uh, This has been a great discussion with Ray Jepson, Chief Commercial Officer with Avenir Health. And this has been the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast where the health information technology community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. You can find this episode and many more on our website, weedy.org. I want to thank you all for joining us and be safe.